It's 2022. Happy New Year and welcome to the second year of Toasting the Classics. To celebrate moving into the future, we're doing an episode on our most modern classic yet, the 2018 Best Picture winner The Shape of Water. It's a Cold War period piece with echoes of The Creature from the Black Lagoon, and it is most decidedly not a spin-off of Hellboy despite all appearances to the contrary. The list of influence on Guillermo del Toro's Tale of a Lady and a Fishman covers everything from Mad Men to E.T., if Elliot had a slightly different relationship with E.T., that is. It was an offbeat choice for Best Picture, and we were curious how that happened. So, pour yourself a sex on the beach and plug those bathroom doors with towels. It's time for episode 39 of Toasting the Classics, The Shape of Water. Okay, it looks like we're rolling, guys. Right. Welcome to Toasting the Classics. Does anyone have a better description of the show than what I usually fumble through? We consume a piece of media, be it... Consume a piece of media, purportedly a classic piece of media. Someone somewhere calls it a classic. And we drink a drink related to the piece of media. We consume yes. media and we consume a drink. All right, so this is... <laughs> That's why you're here, Joe. There you go. <laughs> so this is another, this is a repeat gathering, a, a successful gathering I think we had before of guest mm-hmm. hosts on the, on the podcast. Uh, you guys want to introduce yourselves? I'm Joe, happy to be here once more. And uh, I think there's someone else here in the room with us. Uh, yes, I am here, and my name is Chris. Uh, both of us joined you previously. I'm on here. The... I'm Chris. Get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> and my name is Chris, and I'm here to say I love amphibians in a major way. Oh, <laughs> uh, Joe, spoiler. All right, so what, what are we doing this week? Is so it, we were following... Is it a book? Is it a film? Is it a free choice? What do we go with? It's Superman. No, we, we decided to go with uh, the classic as chosen by members of the Academy, The Shape of Water. So there is actually some imprimatur for this one. This is a Best Picture winner. Yes. Not just nominee, but winner. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot more modern than what we usually do on Toasting the Classic. What year? 2018, right? 2018 Best Picture winner. Came out in 2017, I guess is the way that works. So yeah, actually, it's the most modern thing you've done. It's got to be. I'm not sure we've gotten out of the 80s before. No, we've done some 90s things, but off the top of my head, I don't know what they were. Mm -hmm. But I'm pretty sure we, it's almost always 1974. So the this things, is the things that we choose. Yeah. So the uh, best picture winner, The Shape of Water. Yes. Correct. The, the only film, the, the only film to my knowledge, that marries exotic fish with exotic dancing. Is there exotic dancing in the film? Did I miss that? There's dancing and it's exotic. Is this like Get Out, where there's a hole in my brain for like the most important parts of the movie that apparently you know even though you haven't seen the movie? I mean, both movies have all sunk in place. Okay, right. Yes, that was the thing. I had no idea what that was a reference. So it's a 2017 Best Picture winner. Yeah. Do we want to attempt a synopsis? This usually goes to complete hack when we try to do a synopsis. We'll give it a shot. I have okay. notes. Oh, yes, okay. sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it is the story of... Uh, a lovely lady. Yes, very, yeah. Who is very making out with fish of her own. Yeah, it is, it is a, a star-crossed romance that takes place in Baltimore, which we were a little surprised by. Charm City itself. Mm-hmm. Charm City, that's right. Uh, apparently, the director of this film was not familiar with the moniker Charm City, <laughs> because Baltimore is portrayed as essentially a depressing hellhole. That we know and love. With roofs. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it, it opens with... Uh, it's, it's a period piece, which is, that, that's, that's kind of important to state. It, it opens with yeah. an underwater apartment whose tenant is Sally Hennings floating around Hawk in the water. Hawkins. Hawkins. Not, not, the, not the lady Thomas Jefferson was uh, was cavorting with. <laughs> Carrying on. Hawk. Yes. Genetically yeah. proven. Right. Um, exactly. Yes. I'm not, I'm not casting aspersions on Thomas Jefferson. It's, it's supposedly proven. So. Yeah. Well, no. He did a good enough job of that on his own. She, she's, uh, she's a cleaning lady. And so you said period piece. What what period? Uh, 1960s, early 60s. In fact, we actually placed it because the... Uh, 1962. Uh, yeah, 1962. Yeah. It's like the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah. It's like right in the yeah. background. Looming. And then, kind of like Chekhov's unfired gun, that doesn't come up. We don't hear anything about the Cuban Missile Cold Crisis. Cold War tension is kind of important to Cold the story. Cold War tension is important, but not the specific time period. Yeah, there I is a general who, who makes threats that are much more plausible in the background of the Cold and War. And there's Russian agents. Yes. Yeah. And... I would have said it maybe like three or four years before. I didn't really see any reason for it to be 62. Kind of the height of paranoia, the space race, mm-hmm. everything else going on. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. That's true. The space race is part of it. So we'll yeah, have the space race is yeah. motivation. The poor fish man is supposedly the American Laika, the dog. Yes, they about. mentioned that a few times. That's not very nice. That's no. a bad comparison. He is a sentient creature. Yeah. So we, so we think. But uh, it kind of opens with Sally's routine, how she... 
goes to work, makes an egg. Describe the entire routine. <laughs> Enjoys her time in the bathtub. Yeah. 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 So one thing. Soak. Yeah. So what? Yeah. So one of the things that is probably very widely known about this movie is that it is somewhat erotically charged. Yes. Uh, both more and less than I was expecting. Can very, can, yes. Can exactly. Confirm. Yes. Yeah. You know what it reminded me of was when we did the episode on Spartacus. And there was just all this talk about, like, you know, because we watched the full uncut version of Spartacus, mm-hmm. and there was all this talk about how incredibly gay it was. And there was, like, one scene where the guy kind of was hitting on the other mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, like, there was some That was it? That, yeah. that was what the, And this one was kind of like that. There was, like, a lot of talk about yeah. it being, like, graphic, you know, sort of relationship between this lady and the fish man. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really... And it's funny you mention that because arguably the the diner scenes were probably as sexually charged as anything in Gladiator. just as sexually charged as Spartacus anyway. Yeah, yeah. And the guy was hitting on the uh, the pie man. Yeah, or which happens twice. Yeah, so yeah, so so love is a big part of this movie. Love love unrequited, love frustrated, um, love frowned on by society. Um, right. Unhappy marriages, and that's what I was saying. I was, I was, I was saying, what, what, what theme are we exploring with yeah. this relationship between her and the fish? And then there's also like a gay, like a gay guy who has a kind of a crush on somebody. I'm like, are those two things being equated? Well, there's also the G man, Michael Shannon. But she, oh, yeah, yeah, and his weirdness. It, yeah, and his, and his, not only his weirdness, but also early on in the movie, uh, the fingers on his left hand, yeah. his his last two fingers get bitten off. Right. And he loses his wedding ring, and he he gets it back later, but he's not able to wear it on. He has to wear it on his right hand instead of his left hand. And, right. You know, the whole issues with his wife. As what as usually happens, the synopsis broke down. Sure, sure. We've we never we, we, we parsed the themes. Well, well, you know, I don't the know how plot, been, it's not plot heavy. No, no. it's a little bit of um, a high to, to the, to the plot, point where I, to the point where we were surprised when we thought the movie was headed for its climax. Then we checked the time, and it was literally halfway through. Y'all missed the uh, finger guns. It's good radio. Yes. Yeah, finger guns is good. On, I think Chris was trying to be subtle and not necessarily yeah. get it out to the child audience what you were talking about. But right? yeah, but, but yeah, the, the like yeah yeah. In in, in plot synopsis, is, the movie is, is fairly simple. Like there's, it's definitely like a tone piece in in, in many ways. Yeah. Uh, particularly going into the second Some half piece, where yeah, there's yeah, where there was where there was cohabitation with the fish man. Like the, that's when he actually that's when like the bulk of the romance is kind of and like there's there's a straight up like burst into song moment that transitions into like a classic. Hollywood, like you know, dancing sequence. Yeah, it kind of teases you early on with the the screaming and the gunshots while they're cleaning, mm-hmm. and the slow realization that there's a fish man that's been brought in by the government, right. uh, with Michael Shannon as as the security, and there's a doctor involved. I don't know that I have his name down, but Doctor Arnold Rothstein. There you go. That's right. not his name. That's Hop, not his name. That's the actor. It's the actor. Bob Dimitri. It's Bob Dimitri. Hofstetler. Right. Bob Hofstetler, who is actually Dimitri. But more importantly, the actor played Rothstein in Boardwalk Empire. Boardwalk Empire. Did yes. a great job too. Yes. So the director of the movie was Guillermo del Toro. Yes. Uh, can, can anybody name some other Guillermo del Toro? Oh, plenty. Mimic, uh, Cross, Labyrinth. Hans Labyrinth, yep. Uh, Hellboy uh, Hell 1 Which, so to address the, the, the fish of the room. Um, Mimic is the one that's in a museum? No, Mimic is the one about roaches. About like roaches, about like cockroach. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of the relic. You are thinking of the relic. Okay. Which yeah. is not a hero to No. No, that's, I was thinking that's a long time ago. Yes, Guillermo Toro, primarily a horror director. He did the one with Un, Dos, Tres, Toca la Pared. Right, it was like the Spanish ghost house movie. Oh, he he produced El that. Yeah, um, yeah, um, God, I can't remember the English title. Devil's Labyrinth. No, no, that, that's like you're getting. I, yeah, another movie. It's you're talking about. Yeah. Is what it is in Spanish. I don't. I don't I, think that's got, what it's called. I think it's English. got a. It's got a different U.S. That's possible. But yes, Guillermo del Toro, famed mostly horror director, and this is this is not a horror movie. The um, it's you know there there are one or two horror movies, but like you said, a lot of it is always the visuals. Yes, the yeah, sure, yeah, like yeah. There's definitely, like, Pan's Labyrinth is mostly what I remember as visuals. I hardly yeah. remember what happened in mm-hmm. the story, but I remember... And a lot of people in latex, too, because yep. Doug Jones, I think, yeah. is in... Doug Jones is in a lot of his he's movies under heavy prosthesis, like, yeah. There's a lot of Goya... Hmm. Yeah, his movies. It's like things that you'd see. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. There's there. He tends towards the grotesque as a filmmaker. Right. Right. Yeah, like Saturn devouring his children. Exactly. Like the thing with the the owl monster and that one etching. I can't think of what that one's called. The sleep of Reason, reason breeds monsters. monster or yeah. something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, so. one, one important thing about Sally that we should put out there is that she is mute. She, she is, is mute. Unable yes. to talk. I actually was surprised by that. I thought she was just going to be deaf. Yeah, I did too. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Same, same as well. One of the has... mean ladies she works with is like, oh, that mute. And, mm -hmm. I, and I was just like, oh, she's an idiot. Doesn't make a difference. She, she also has uh, scars on her neck. She um, does. Mm -hmm. Unexplained mystery scars from when she was mysteriously pulled out of the water as a child. Yeah. Which I don't think anybody saw where that was going, right? As an orphan. Did I oh, completely I... <laughs> catch you guys off guard? Oh, nobody I heard of saw that. Yeah. <laughs> all, no. Yeah. no, Joe did not, you know, casually catch that like yeah. three quarters of the way through the movie. Yeah, I thought that I thought that was yeah. pretty So yeah, so it seems so so you know, while this is definitely not a horror movie, it is still a genre piece. I mean, if nothing else, it's about yes. a fish man. Yes. Uh, to, right. to the point where like Amazon, like their their like X-ray credits thing, like credited him as creature from the dot dot dot. So I yeah, we couldn't expand it to find out what they meant by it. I'm kind of curious how they would bill him because he doesn't it have was a name. creature from the ellipsis, and we couldn't okay. see. If we needed to expand the cast at the I, bottom I, of the screen. We couldn't. It was I, just cut off. I think and I was I, like, there's actually a lot of information to that. I really <laughs> wish we could yeah. know. I think Amphibian Man is the official credit. Amphibian Man is what it says on IMDb. Yeah. They grab him from South America, which is, I think where the, the creature with the Black Lagoon is from. That's what I remember. Like this, this is I remember being yeah. the Amazon. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, this is probably, this movie is definitely drawing on, you know, the creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, it is not... With the other things. Also true, yeah. It is, yeah. Yeah, it is indebted to things. Um, it is not actually a, um, an origin story for the Fishman from Hellboy. Although played by the same actor, not the same character. Yeah. yeah. Same director, yeah. yeah. Can I count that as my biggest surprise that this is not an Abe Sapien yes. related that's project? A, like, I, did, I did learn that before we watched the movie, but I was really shocked to find that out. That there were two... <laughs> there's just so much... The Venn diagram of the two things has a gigantic intersection. It's just technically not Abe Sapien. That sounds very fair to me. Yeah. Same director... Same actor, yep. similar mm -hmm. suit, mm -hmm. similar setup in the laboratory, like yep. the, the room where they keep Abe Sapien. Mm -hmm. I think he's in like a library, though, isn't he? Or am I mixing that up it's with Extraordinary Gentleman? It's, it's been, been, a, long, up, yeah. it's been okay. a long time since I've seen No, know. I think he comes down in like a tube in a library in the first Hellboy movie at one point. I mean, there are libraries, but he's not kept there. He's not, no, no, no. He's not he's, like a prisoner. He's, he's, he can get there. He can like travel through the building. And yeah, well, he, he likes reading. Yeah, yeah. Think, so. yeah. The, the amphibian man, and this is really, he's, the story revolves around, he, he's, he's kind of, you know, the, the MacGuffin that makes the story go, but the human characters get a lot more screen time. Oh, yeah. They do. Uh, maybe we should talk about all the cast of characters at the lab itself, mm -hmm. because that's sure. where most of the... We talked about Dr. Hofstetler. Yes. Uh, Some. Nay Dimitri. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, it, it is revealed very early on that he is a Russian spy, right. and he's taking information to his handlers about... Fishman. Yeah. Right. The, yeah. There's a Fishman gap, apparently. We have Sally's co-worker, Zelda, Zelda, played by Octavia Spencer. Octavia um, Spencer of The Help fame. Is that her biggest thing? That's the one she got an Oscar yeah. for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Although I think she has well. recently expressed reservations about being in the movie. Mm -hmm. um, in The Help. And oh. then we have the chief of security at the lab, at least for the time we're there. Chief of security, right. Michael Shannon. Yeah. Who? General Zog. Who? Mm -hmm. self same captured fish man and brought him from some nebulous place in South America. Right. We don't get a lot of detail about where in South America, which yeah, is a large place, yeah. by the way. Yeah. This, is, this is the kind of movie where we meet people in media <clears throat> res. Like, we don't really dwell on backstories all that much. Like we're, This is a movie that's very in the moment. Mm -hmm. Like any, any backstory we get about people is kind of on the fly. Right. Which is like, kind of surprising we go back and see Michael Shannon's family that many times. I didn't, I, that surprised me a little bit that we got that much. Does that really pay right? off in any way either? I, I, guess so I, I feel like it's just part of the text. shows he's it's, messed up. It, it's, it's a, it, uh, I got real Mad Men vibes off that. I yes. feel like it was a yes. Mad Men, yes. Blue Velvet kind of... of uh, to be honest, there was a lot of stuff in this movie that I felt like was just kind of like, oh, let's take a piece of this and let's mm -hmm. take a piece of that. And I don't know where I came down on thinking whether it was brought together into mm -hmm. enough of its own thing. If you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like, here's a couple of minutes of Mad Men. Here's a couple of minutes of E.T. Here's a couple of minutes of Hellboy. And I'm like, I've, I've seen all those things before. I don't... You know, but, but we've never seen them in quite this configuration. I mean, no, certainly, no. Certainly we've never seen this... You know the central romance uh, in this in this kind of way. It, it, certainly in a requited fashion. There there have been uh, there there have been the creatures there's in the Black Lagoon is into humans. Yes, human there, ladies, yes. Right? There are surprising number of movies and some literature about you know fish seeking single women. But um, what's some literature? What uh, well, I, uh, well, you know the big one. Little Mermaid, is, I guess. Is, the, you know the big one is H.P. Lovecraft, The Shadow Over Innsmouth. Ah, okay, yeah, right. But yeah, this one's got is kind of a. 
pastiche of a bunch of different things sort of thrown together. So the uh, the two ladies are cleaning outside. They're gunshots. Michael right. Shannon comes out. There is a missing part of his with hand. The man, right? He's yeah. missing yeah. several fingers. Like yeah. in a shock, possibly even like you know, like like. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I thought he was hurt worse than he was recently. The ladies are told to go in and clean it up, and they do, and that's that's our meet cute with Sally and and Fishman. Right. Uh, she comes back later several times. They bond over eggs. Um, she plays some music. Plays some music. music she likes yeah. the music. They learn learn a little sign language. A little so bit of the, sign language. So the eggs are the Reese's pieces. The eggs are kind of Reese's pieces. Yes, yes, yes. One, right. Like you find them lying around. Okay. And uh, Dimitri the scientist russian spy sees them right that's how that connects he gets a hint that that there's a relationship budding between what is the lady's name eliza eliza right which is not spelled right definitely yeah. in the subtitles it says e-l-i-s-a and i'm like yeah. that is elisa or something it's not eliza it's yeah. not... and more importantly when he goes to speak to his handlers he tells them that he thinks Fishman is intelligent mm -hmm. able to communicate right which seems obvious doesn't seem like you need the guy with the PhD to have figured that out. It does like, to us, but if your only interaction is Michael Shannon beating the crap out of you and tasering yeah, him, then... I guess yeah, so. yeah, yeah. He's is, he is not responsive <laughs> to what the Americans are doing. Do you think... So, doesn't he seem to just kind of admit that he thinks the thing is sentient when he when he's like, oh, well, you know, like, Russians and, and Asians are, are sentient and we kill them, <laughs> you know? You're, clean, you're cleaning up that dialogue significantly. I am cleaning up the dialogue. I think he's acknowledging it. I think he was just saying, even if he is, it doesn't matter. This is, def this is, this is definitely one of those... I movies. see, I see, yeah. yeah. The... the, the uh, the the U.S. military does not come out to it uh, covered in glory out of this movie. Nineteen fifties and sixties America does not come out very well in this movie. Also it's true. Only the negative aspects of that are being mm -hmm. portrayed. I don't think there's any homophobia mm -hmm. and like the like you said like the we, we men, get some, we know, get some like racism, offense, racism, yeah. you know, unhappy like, marriage, uh, which, which is all true, which is all true stuff. stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. but there's and it's certainly I don't, and I wouldn't say like a, I wouldn't say it's really belabored either. Like they don't like these things no. are present, but they don't like they no. don't super linger on them. Like it's established and then it's over. Yeah. Like, like like you, you spend know, about, about as much time on each one of those as you do on Michael Shannon buying a Cadillac. It's true. Sure. They're yeah. just things that happen. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah they're all. They're all. They're all. Yeah, I, I feel like they're all kind of part of the texture of the film because I'm not yes, sure to what the extent they, they come back. Yeah. They don't really have much to do with the plot. I yeah. Guess. They're just yeah. kind of there. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're, they're texture. They're for, they're for tone and mood and I guess subtext. They inform you about the character. Like yeah. Michael Shannon wants to be successful, and four mm -hmm. out of five successful men drive a Cadillac. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Yeah. But you know, like, okay, so Mad Men is a period piece. Yeah. There's a lot of like texture of that time period in the in the show. And that's what's great about it. And there's also period texture in the show in terms of just like we see a lot of like TV uh, uh, yeah. and 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 uh, mambo songs on the radio, Neon signs everywhere, right? And, uh, and the, the period piece at approximately the same time too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, I think yeah. the year Mad Men starts right is maybe 1961. Uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis happens. So starts in the 50s, I think. It might start in 59, but it's, it's right there, right on the edge. Yeah, because the main character was in Korea. Yeah, um, I guess what I'm saying is Mad Men portrays the 60s, and you see. These negative things, which other they also have some things where you're like, oh, that was like a different time. Where there's some interesting things mm -hmm. that are almost sort of laudable. Sometimes you're like, oh, it was like a different time. Mm -hmm. I don't know. This one's just all, you know. Yeah, it's 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 the, the '50s were a terrible time, which is you know true. In a we'll lot get of ways. it. Or maybe yeah, just Baltimore was a terrible place. That's, <laughs> yes, that's another movie, option. That's a different. This movie does not like Baltimore. No, this I, movie is very heavy on Baltimore is a terrible place. Yes. Uncredited put script punch ups by David Simon. But you know, yes, happily, yes. it's only half an hour from DC, which is half an yeah, hour. That's, right? Yeah. Half an hour in what method of transportation? They didn't even have helicopters. As the fish swims, I don't think traffic jams were invented yet. I yeah, think the BWI Park. You, you might have been able to go on the Baltimore. Washington Parkway and get to DC in 30 minutes from Baltimore in 1960. Yes. Like that might have been possible when they first <laughs> but, yeah, that but, but to circle back a little bit on the themes, like again, if you're if if you have a movie where your central the central romance you're gonna sell the audience on is a woman cohabiting with a with a with a fish man, mm -hmm. you kind of have to do the work to present human society is not her best option. That's true, yeah. Like for yes. like there's there's yes. almost a I wouldn't call it a love triangle, but but um, Michael Shannon, the head of security, you know, the head of security, was a Strickland. It sounds he, like like right. he, like yeah. he like he definitely has like a, a very predatory interest in her. But yes. I wasn't sure if they were going to punch up into love. And, and again, he doesn't pay off. It's just there. Well, no, I mean, it, it's part of his motivation. That's the thing. I guess is it is part of his motivation like vis a vis 
the fish person? Because I mean, it's I mean, I mean he it, doesn't like her. It's, he's I mean, angry at her. It's well, it, it's, well it's, I mean, it's, it's part of his it's part of his psychology. Yes, he's, he's Which, definitely yes, he's definitely a character yes. driven. He's a character yeah. driven by his own passions. His passion <laughs> is for upward is for upward mobility and um, not getting fired. Yes, and and uh, silent women as he displays uh, graphically with his uh, yeah. And one of the movies, weird, and, right. yes, in one of the right. in one of the movies, handful of sex scenes. Yes, the, and and in what like when he does make an aggressive uh, play, I guess for Sally, his, his intense Me Too movement. Well, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, moment. Yeah, sorry, I mean, yeah, the, the, you know, the first, you know, actually wouldn't be part of the movie. Yeah, like the bat, you know, the bathroom scene establishes a number of things. Like it's like it's phallic as all hell. You know, I mean, he's he's taking a whiz he's right also, in front of these two women. That's the kind of thing that like is part of a what's the phrase you use for like a continued pattern of sexual harassment that the, makes women uncomfortable? It's like the a, patriarchy. No, no, creating <laughs> my, my, microaggressions, creating a negative, yeah, microaggressions, but Cre- like, creating a hostile environment, creating a hostile yeah. environment. But like going into a bathroom while two women are cleaning it and like peeing in front of them is definitely the kind of thing you hear about those kind of guys. Well, also doing. talking about the cattle prod, the, the big black right. cattle prod right. you've left out on right. the video. So it's a, yeah, it's and a very phallic scene. you shouldn't wash your hands twice in a bathroom. It informs yeah. a lot about your character. There's a lot of crazy going on. Yeah. Right? And that character is just established to be essentially kind of nuts and unhinged. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But his, his, his interest in Sally stems from the fact that she is unable to talk. Eliza. Well, I'm talking the actors. Yeah. Remember, we did this in Fast and the Furious. We referred That's to the, true. Vin Diesel Vin says to Vin Diesel's also Vin Diesel, but yes, point taken. Yeah, he also, as a character, I think has a bigger negative reaction to his car getting dented badly than he does to losing two of his fingers. That, yes, that is true. He, he, Which, he has a he has a very his relationship with his fingers. Yeah, yeah. He seems like like downright blasé about losing the fingers. I guess he they, thinks he's got them he, back though. True. I they, assumed he was in shock. Yeah, well, that's yeah. also a good guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he probably. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he gets, yeah, he gets, yeah, he gets his fingers reattached. It doesn't go super well. No, um, it doesn't go super well. Uh, I, I was, I was thinking, you know, it's a little gross in spots, but it's, uh, but again, um, not yeah, as gory as some. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, no. definitely. Guillermo del Toro using a light touch in this movie. <laughs> I would say but there are one touch. or two, but there are one or two bits that you know, one of us, uh, you know, that, that would squeezing, cause it, squeezing your pus infested, like you know, failing to attach fingers and having goo come out of it. It's pretty nasty. But also not, a, but but not in a close up either. Not in a close up. No, no. Yeah. I no, actually no, didn't but, even see the goo, but yeah, I wasn't it was, trying. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So yeah, so uh, it, it, like, it looked just like when Freddy Krueger gets his fingers lopped off and you see the yeah stuff come out about the, same, about yeah same, about that same consistency. I'm a big fan of horror movies. I don't think. Yeah, I no, I'm not either. I just okay. watched Nightmare on Elm Street like a couple of weeks ago because the kids begged me. Oh wow! So I let my six year old watch it. And I was like watching her the whole time to see how scared she. No, she was hooting with glee. No, I was thinking you. Okay. No, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. But Alex, so there's, you know, when Johnny Depp falls in the bed and gets yep. turned into a fountain. So yep. he that happened. Alex saw it getting scary, covered his eyes, and Cleo was just like watching. And Alex was like, "Is there blood?" And she was like, "Yeah, like a lot of blood, like <laughs> a fountain of blood." Amazing. She was just like. On a roller coaster, like she did not care at all. Golf yeah. clap, totally different for your daughter. Takes after yeah. her mom, I guess. I What's that? Can handle blood. Takes after her mom's ability to do so. Maybe. Yeah. Well, my mom too. All the all the women in our family are tougher than that. I think. Like, I really don't. <laughs> like, you know what? In reality, I can handle real blood better than honestly watching. Yeah, it's not bad. I, I, like one of those. I scenes, don't make blood. The all scene the time, where so. um, the lady in Pulp Fiction gets the adrenaline. Oh, needle, yeah. That was hard to watch for me in real life. I oh, don't think that would be scary for me. Oh, it's something worse about for the me tension in real life. life. Just <laughs> the tension. It's a very well constructed scene. Yeah, just the, the, the height. Yeah, the height. Yeah, exactly. The height and the reality of the of the film. So, so shall we talk about when the the tension ratchets up in this movie when they the the heist part? We could. We could put or we could put a pin on it and we could have some drinks. I like the drinks idea. The drinks. I'm a big fan. So I'm gonna let Joe have this one because really this is the J in a circle. This belongs to you. What drink are we doing for The Shape of Water, the movie about the lady that hooks up with a fish? Why, sex on the beach, Dave. (laughs) I love that. I think that's great. As soon as you said it, I was like, that's it, that's what we're doing. Yep. Done. So So we have um, a cocktail called Sex on the Beach, which is um, what are the ingredients? Uh, so the ingredient it is uh, uh, vodka. Yeah, vodka. We're using mango flavored vodka this time out. Uh, well, we've done both. We did. We've done both. We did regular neutral grain spirit absolute vodka mm-hmm. right here. I believe that's Swedish, right? Absolute. And um, that's so, that's all we've had so far. So and then we just made a second batch because we're you know masochists with uh, mango vodka. Yes. So we have vodka, peach schnapps. Right. Orange juice and cranberry juice. And uh, what are the proportions? I think we all we know them now. <laughs> yes. we, we had a long discussion about yes. how to manage. They wanted 
four centiliters. Yes. Which is, we're American, we don't know what a centiliter is. Yeah, it, I'm reading it's CL, so like, what's that, cubic liter? I don't <laughs> think so. It's not a cubic liter. <laughs> <It doesn't laughs> Although, we did wind up making... We did end up drinking about a cubic yeah. liter. We did, we, did, we did wind up using like kind of a pitcher here. Yeah. Um, but yes, four, uh, two parts peach schnapps to four parts uh, everything else. So uh, I mix it all up into what appears to be an industrial size uh, measuring <laughs> cup that my mom had. I don't know where it came from. Contain, um, can, can contain up to four cups. As making it the first time, I poured it. I think was it an entire cup of vodka that I put into it? You much? did. Yes. And that, yeah, was, so that was, freaked me the hell out. <laughs> it did. It, it looked like a lot, but I, I didn't really have... Splitting it between three guys, it really wasn't that bad. Well, I mean, this, this, like, is, this is also certainly. I a, felt it a little bit. Did you? Okay. Well, yeah, but not, but not bad. I mean, yeah. when I was pouring it, I was thinking that's a lot of vodka. Yeah. We're going to be wobbling like from yeah. now on. So. Yeah, but yes, this is definitely a cocktail ass cocktail. Like it, it definitely does not taste uh, this you know, heavily um, boozed up. This to me is is like a vodka version of of a rum punch. It's a lot like a rum punch is what it ends up tasting like. Yes, yeah, I'd um, say yeah. That's very fruity. It's like something you'd have at a, like an island resort yeah, somewhere. Yeah, mm, this is definitely a, a hotel bar kind of drink. Mm-hmm. Resort drink. This would be something that they would just mix up by like the gallon and just give it yeah. to the tourists. So, um, and the non-alcoholic version, I believe, is called Safe Sex on the Beach. I think it's a pretty good little drink. Yeah. We also put, uh, Chris added a touch, a little garnish. Already. Sure. This is a preliminary toast. We're not endorsing the shape of water right now when you hear this clink. Not yet. We're going to make that decision later. But you're going to hear a clink. This is just us right. being convivial. There you go. That was a very convivial part. Yeah. yeah. Salud. Um, tell them about your garnish. I thought that was a good touch. Well, it's just a piece of orange peel that is shaved off, and you, you get some of the pith out and twist did it up. Did you have to bit. use a certain uh, pattern in the cut to get it to have a twist, or did you twist it after? You twist it after. Okay. All yeah, right. Just, just a nice orange flag, as I think they might. So, what do you guys think of the mango vodka versus the the just neutral. I beer. think the mango go, goes like over, it. Yeah, yeah, it goes <laughs> over It's well. not a huge difference to me. Well, not a huge difference, but it, it's a nice subtle note. It's a little sweeter at the at the front end, I mm-hmm. think. The, the fact is, vodka, if it's like this, mm-hmm. if it's neutral grain spirit, nothing's been added to this. This is just grain that's been turned into alcohol, mm-hmm. um, distilled. This doesn't have much of a taste, and it shouldn't. All do you t- all you taste when you drink vodka like this is alcohol. Do we, do we I can say I, I definitely like this better. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. They're, they're, yeah, they're both fine. But like, I, I would I would say that uh, comparing the two, this one comes out better. Yeah. Do we do we want to? Uh, Personally, I think this is about the only proper use for mango flavored vodka. We'd be mixing it into something like that. That's probably about it. I cannot imagine drinking mango flavored vodka. Those like meat. No, I've had like cucumber flavored vodka. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had like spicy. Like people in New Mexico, there's like chili-infused vodkas that you can have. I don't know. What else? There's a whole bunch of different episodes. There, there, there are Lemon, a, pepper. Yeah, there, there are a lot of novelty vodkas. I personally have had um, bacon vodka, oh. bacon. It just tasted like smoke. It was irrevocably foul. The only reason I even had it was because I was well, afraid to go. Well, the smoke sound as bad as bacon, but yeah. It, it, was, it just tasted, yeah. yeah, yeah there was a guy who tried to get yeah. me to take some of it. I was at a bar in Alaska one time, and the lady behind the bar was like, <laughs> I've heard the story. Would you like to try? I have this I have this great new drink. It's peanut butter whiskey. And I was like, uh, that sounds terrible. And she was like, no, it's really good. I've been drinking it. And I was like, all right. So I took a, took a big thing. It was just as vile as it sounds. And I looked at her, and I could tell. The look on her face was like, we're just trying to get rid of that peanut butter whiskey. It is nasty. So do, do we want to specifically date this episode by mentioning the latest horrible vodka to come down the pike? Sure, go ahead. Yeah, the, the, the Arby's is uh, Curly Fries Vodka. Oh, my. Are you serious? I texted you this yesterday. Oh, no, I didn't see that. All right, so... But sex on the Beach. Pretty good drink. Yeah. Connectly, apropos. Yeah, enjoy the drink. Yes. Sure. I mean, were there any drinks depicted in the, in the film? Oh, we no. We, like, the only bar we see is a pie bar. Uh, weren't the Russians having vodka at some point? <sighs> I mean, one can assume, but it wasn't, it wasn't actually particularly... I mean, yes, that would have been appropriate, I guess. But we did Gulag Archipelago. We did vodka. That would have been sort of... Yeah, I don't think any drinking, but uh, there was some smoking. Oh, plus, yeah. importantly, we all went into this blind. None of us had ever seen the movie. None of us had seen the movie before. And also, what we don't usually do is... Well, you guys did it with Fast and Furious, right? You watched the movie and then segued right into doing the show. Yes. yes. So, I have never done that before. So, usually I have some time. I watch whatever it is. So, like, I have some time to think, yeah. like, what was, the, what was the drink in that? You so, know? this is a hot take. Yeah. This is a, definitely a hotter take than what we usually have. Yeah, and, and I will say that it might... That, that, um, I, I probably could use a little more time to, to digest this movie. Sure. Because as you all pro- probably noticed by now, like, we are, like, kind of having a little trouble, like, 
discerning like what the overall themes or through line of the movie might be. There's definitely like a lot, there's a lot of stuff in here, but I think we're kind of struggling as, as to how it might cohere. So I may be talking out of my butt here, mm-hmm. but I think what you were saying before about it being America's like not for her mm-hmm. and stuff like that, I think there's sort of a queer, like, like she's like the yeah. other, you yeah. know? And, and, and certainly, and, and certainly I, that I medical... It's much more forward than that and makes more sense at the end of the movie. Yeah. But... What do you mean? How so? Well, should we spoil the end now, or? I mean, the assumption we always go with is that people either have seen the thing or they don't care. Yeah. So okay. we, we don't try to hold spoilers. So spoiler content warning, general so, for this yeah. for so this show. But. She is also a fish person, right? I think so. Yes, definitely. I actually entertained the notion that she actually died. That the, I think it's I, in the narrator's head that she survives I, under the water. I was just about to say that. That is a, that is. But she does have the scratches. Yeah, that's. Yeah, it, it, so, yeah, you you can you you can read it as an unreliable narration if yeah. you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. totally valid. It's kind of like Total Recall, right? Like I remember watching. Oh, I, mm-hmm. I still don't know to this day whether yeah. the story happened or not mm-hmm. because everything yeah. that happens in the movie is what he's describing that he wants for his fantasy. Yep. Even yep. the blue skies on Mars. Very things true, yeah. like, So good old, but good old Phil. I, I wonder if the voiceover is his, uh, like post movie interview with the authorities. Hmm, that's an interesting thought. I, I, I'd have to remember better what, exactly what he says, but yeah, it seems, yeah, maybe. Maybe, or maybe there's like, who's showing up at the end? Like, just a whole bunch of local police. A bunch of MPs. I, Zelda is there. Yeah, Zelda, yeah, Zelda, Zelda is there, strangely. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's like rolled up in her car. And, and her artist friend slash neighbor is the only first person witness to the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Who's played by, what's the actor's name? I couldn't remember. I just know him as the dad from Six Feet Under. I also on, his name is he. <laughs> I'm getting him mixed up now with the guy in *Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe* in the film. It was like the old guy that like lives in the house before they go into the wardrobe. Oh no! You know who that actor is? He's the guy from *Hot Fuzz*, the older guy on the on the police team. It's not the same actor. Okay. I don't think, right? You know what I'm talking about? The guy. He's like it's. I was he had just, a big bushy beard. I was just. You know, t- I was just telling Chris the other day. It's been a long time since I saw *Hot Fuzz*. Oh really? <laughs> you know, I actually only movie. saw the movie. It was the same thing. It was a mm-hmm. cable movie. I'd seen bits of it for years, mm-hmm. and I finally sat down and watched the whole thing six wow. months or a year ago. Like, so, so what was t- the thing we put a pin in that you wanted to talk about? The heist. Before? The, the heist. heist. Like heist. Takes right. approximately halfway through the movie. Halfway through the movie, kind of is a little bit of the climax. There is a confrontation at the end of the film, which There's, I guess is the climax. Yeah. This is not a movie paced with like a big finish. No. That leaves not you, a, you know, like yeah, it, it's out not, of yeah, it's, it's not really a rising action, flying action kind of movie. Mm-mm. Honestly, no, like, in fact, there's almost no falling action. Right? It's, just yeah, like, like, it's just at last confrontation. Yeah. We see that they live, like, they like, 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 on, like, yeah, like, honestly, like, you could kind, of, you could end the movie at the halfway point, and it would be like, and it would be a, a, a like a coherent story about like a woman like help. Uh, it would be, it would be, it would be, yeah, it would, no, it would, it would be basically would. E.T. at that point. You would free have will. to free will. Hey. Yes, yes. it's a little bit that you know what. There's a lot of free willy in this movie too. <laughs> I, 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 I think you found the other. I think you found. I think you found. Wow! That, wow! You walked into that cold. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's real good. Oh, good lord! Yeah, but yes, I think we found the elder title we were looking for. Yes, free willy. So, so the yeah, uh, so the heist is probably the most tense sequence of the movie. Yeah, the heist is uh, precipitated by Michael Shannon, the security guy's desire to vivisect Fishman because they don't think they're going to find anything. Uh, Sally's in the room. Hiding when they, they find out this happens, uh, the spy sees her. She comes up with this plan to get him away so they don't do it, and which kind of serendipitously dovetails with the Russian in, um, scheme to kill the fishman. At first, we thought they were the, like you know they wanted to steal him for their own research, but they did, but apparently they just want they just straight up just didn't want they they, they did not think he was of any particular value. They, they just wanted to, wanted to get the body. They, uh, no, they just wanted. They were to asking where he put the corpse. Right. right. Well, they, because it wasn't that because they had an interest. No, no, no. I, like they, they just no, no, they, okay. no, they just wanted to dispose of it. They just didn't want the you know, the Americans to have. They just wanted to deprive the Americans of whatever value they saw. Fair yeah. enough. Fair yeah. enough. Um, Lousy Russians. <laughs> so the uh, the heist does not go quite as planned, but they do manage to get away with Fishman, who continues to not have a name of anything that we can refer to. No, he's the amphibian man, Fishman, creature from the dot dot dot. Yeah, from importantly, the yeah. Fishman is also mute, just like yeah. our protagonist. Mm-hmm. Well, he can't speak human language. He does seem to have some kind of vocalizations. That's mm-hmm. true. I think it. I think maybe that was him trying to speak. Screeches and stuff. Yeah, I don't know whether that was. Maybe he's like Chewbacca. He's a language, but it just sounds like it growls. Is, it or is, or is he also right. Alf? 
considering something else he does. Did you say <laughs> Elf? I did say Elf. Oh, yes. He does have something in common with Elf. With Elf. <laughs> he yes. does. Yeah. So they He's get the fish Melbourne. man home. Yeah. Uh, they get him in her bathtub or special place where they uh, <laughs> spread the... She uh, does let him into her special place. That's true. <laughs> her sunken place. Yeah. <laughs> and the doctor has given them some sort of additive to put in the water. Mm. They have to include salt. Yeah, just, yeah, just spice things up. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of the line from Get Out, uh-huh. it's kind of an important discussion. The field that this movie was up against for Best Picture. We looked at it. Good segue. Several, I mean, several of them we already, I don't remember these movies, right? Like, I, there, were, there were names of movies that I wasn't familiar with at all. Well, like, Dunkirk was in there. I think many Dunkirk. of them were not particularly strong. I did see Dunkirk yeah. in the theater. It was, it's, it's quite a good movie. Yeah, but it's, seemed... it's, it also feels like a part of a story very much not a complete finished story it, yeah I never actually saw it but I could see how the story of Dunkirk would not feel like a full movie it's why in Pearl, yeah. when they did the Pearl Harbor movie they tacked on the Doolittle raid at the end yeah which ruined the narrative continuity of the movie but you're like okay at least the good guys win one I guess well sort of that director wants really to have a rah rah ending yeah. and there's really not well, one so there's the post never heard of it I, 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 think, I, think that's what, I think that's a better Russian post. Uh, I think. Uh, oh, right. maybe it is. I, I no, oh, but the one I'm thinking of is actually the one about the Boston Globe. Mm. That one maybe did win Best I Picture. believe it did, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, I don't know the post. I don't know that one. Maybe this is about Washington Post, yeah. though. Lady Bird. I can picture the cover. I can see uh, the, the, the lady who's in it. Uh, but I don't know what it's Sir about. Sergei Ronan. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Right. It's, uh, it's, however you pronounce yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember hearing some chatter. <laughs> it's one of those like hardcore Gaelic names that I just mm-hmm. look at, and it's, it's like very much about the director's uh, life story growing up in uh, Sacramento. I believe. Mm-hmm. Have not seen it. Is Sacramento as depressing as Baltimore? I guess is the question. <laughs> I would say <laughs> it's approximately it's as depressing as growing up in Fairfax, Virginia. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. Get out was part of the part of the lineup. Get out was in the field. I think that's a strong contender. Call me by your name. I think you said as well. So, yes. Which, yeah, which is another movie I've heard. What I, is I, that one? I don't think some, uh, And Three Billboards I heard of but didn't see. Phantom Thread, which is Paul Thomas Anderson's. I mean, that's like, again, you'd think I would know that, but I don't know that movie. So, I, I, I when I see the, I, I think they've diluted the Best Picture nominations by, by growing it to like a few. What do they do now? Ten? Yeah, I think this may have this been is nine, but early on when they expanded. When did they expand? I'm trying to remember. I think it's been about ten years. But I think something you said when Dunkirk and uh, the other World War II movie, Dunkirk were, and Finest Hour, they covered yeah. like very similar stories. So yeah. you could see how somebody would just be like, eh, mm-hmm. you know, Gary Oldman, you know, like, sort of split the vote. Yeah, right. That, did he win? He might have won Best Actor though. He was nominated for for Best Actor. As I Churchill, don't think but he don't did remember. for that one. He, you know, I've been searching for what the political statement of choosing this movie would be. And there's sort of some things in it, but you know, I might they might have wanted to give a, a, an award to a Mexican director as a foreign as a director from another country. Even ever won? Did Greg Curzon won twice? Right? Who Curzon? Yeah, that's who I'm thinking of. Yeah, who's that? Who, 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 who who's that? Guy that directed the DiCaprio movie with the the bear and the oh, okay. he won. Okay, he won back to back. I think. Okay. Okay. Oh, is it now, Alfonso Caruso? I think, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I never saw Revenant. Is it time to talk about that? Because I kind of wanted to talk about, like, why did this win Best Picture? What? To be honest, like, did I... You, did I, you guys feel a Best Picture in this? I enjoy... So, I mean, the, the, the thing is that, like, I I haven't really... I, like, I, Processed I, have, I, I haven't really seen a... Uh, a best picture winner and uh, and been re- and really thought that was definitely the best picture that came out that year for it's been a very long time. Well, I had this conversation with somebody about Moonlight. I watched Moonlight and I was like, that was a good movie, but I didn't feel like the scope of a best picture in that movie. Mm-hmm. I was just like, this is a good movie. It's got good acting performances, you know, but it wasn't really. I didn't get why that was best picture, and I feel like there's been a lot of that recently. There's like some kind of a disconnect between me and the people choosing the best pictures where. This movie felt surprisingly genre to me to be a Best Picture winner. Very true. Um, yeah. As a matter of fact, that might actually be my biggest surprise about the movie. It did not feel like a Oscar bait Hollywood movie. Mm. It felt true. more like a genre with some romance in it. Yeah. It, yeah. It's got a weird comedic tone occasionally that I think pulls you. Like when you were talking about the heist, I was thinking that should be like a tense sequence, but I never felt like the characters were in danger during that. And like the guys, like, yeah, that's very true. Playing for comedy when the one thing you think would be tense is when the security guard is like calling him out and it's like looks like he's about to shoot him or arrest him, but he's like 
joking and it kind of like he's, kills him. You know, like yeah. worried about his hair. He's worried about his, his hair. hair. Like, I'm really not good at this. You know, yeah, yeah. this was kind of funny, but that yeah. Doesn't... So yeah. So so for, you know, just for contrast here, Green Book won Best Picture the year after. Yeah, and like that, and that's a movie. At least you can look at, and you can see, like that's Oscar bait. I can okay. understand. I, I can understand it. why it won. What's the premise of Green Book? Is it what? Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> a, it's a movie about racism. <laughs> oh, okay. I, we, we, we're not going to get sidetracked here. I, I saw that movie. I didn't think that movie was great. Marshall Ali always great though. It's a story about yeah. an exceptional black man told by his white chauffeur uh, driver. Yes. Okay. Which seems unnecessary. Why not just talk about the guy? Does that one feel kind of like what's the what's that really dumb movie with the one with the football player? The um, the Titans, the Blind Side. Blind Side was just like I watched that and like everybody's like, oh, it's so good, and I was just like, this movie is so patronizing. It's awful. (laughs) This is a terrible movie. Like yeah. So again, so which is to say, I think we we all are are kind of skeptical or at least not entirely simpatico with the Academy's choice on many on many occasions. And while I don't think any of us dislike this movie, and I would go as far as to say I liked this movie, I don't know if I, I don't know if it's a best picture movie, but I also don't know if any of the if the, uh, the other ones it was up against. Yeah. Were, but then I also haven't seen almost any of its components. Of the nine so, movies we looked at, I think I've seen three. Yeah. I mean I enjoyed it, but it's it's one of those movies I'm going to be thinking about for a while, and I'm not sure where I'm going to land yet. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? If it wasn't, if I didn't know it was the best picture, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be thinking about it. I would have watched it. I would have been like, "Well, that was a fun little movie." But it's thought provoking to see what other people thought it's about thought it. It's like, yeah. you know, it's like yeah. somebody says this thing is a best picture. I'm mm-hmm. like watching it with a lot more attention to detail than I would yeah. if it was just like this is a movie about a fish guy. You know, I'd be like, yeah, "It's a fish guy movie. That's cool." Be like Hellboy. Mm-hmm. Watch it. It's in one eye and out the other. Yeah. I don't remember anything about it. Yeah, again, another fish guy movie by the same by, by the same director. Right, right. But there there are moments in this movie. So the the they take Fishman home. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's being babysit by her artist neighbor, and right. the Fishman eats his cat. Yeah, that was good. I like that. And it's good. It's good. It was scene. dark. Yeah, that was it's dark. A, it's a little dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Fishman's brought back to the place, and yeah, Fishman gets loose also. Like yeah. he's, he's like loose and like you know theoretically running. She's like, oh, is this going to be like a King Kong moment or something? Is, it, is this where the cover gets blown? Like suddenly the tension goes from like zero to sixty real quick, and then just as quickly. Immediately diffused. He gets yeah. deflated. Yeah. And he comes back to the apartment and, oh, artist has more than one cat, so... Although, in fairness, okay. in fairness, he, uh, although in fairness, he's found in the movie theater. Like, the magic of the movie is, like, kind of reaches him. Which is where Kong escapes. Yeah. Very similar that, to honestly, kind of room. Like, the whole... The fact that they live above a movie theater and they have constant old movies playing yeah. interspliced through the movie mm-hmm. probably makes it more oscar baby. Hmm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like kind of inside baseball. Yeah. You're like, really, yeah. I love the movies. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah that this is not. Yeah. This is not like a movie about the magic of the movies, but that's part it's of the there. texture. Yeah. It's yeah. in there. It's, it's yeah. part of. The, it's part of that stew. And like we said, there's a whole bunch of things in there that seem to have been drawn from tons of other mm-hmm. dozens of different movies. But this movie does zig where I expect it will zag. It a does. lot. That's very true. Uh, that's okay. very true. It's Literally eating a cat is the opposite of the yeah. save the cat moment. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I would say it's definitely not a predictable movie outside of the fact that, uh, and and I don't even know if like if I we didn't know going in that it's about you know the the, the woman finding love with the fish man. I don't know, you know, I, I don't even know if that if I, is that part predictable. That again, would have again, surprised me. Again, if I didn't the, know that about the movie, that yeah. would have I, that my big yeah. jaw would have dropped when that happened. Yeah. I would have been like, "Wait, what?" That <laughs> scene itself, also where they consummate their relationship, is also like kind of a zag because it's done it, like it, it's 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 done very it it's it's very surprising the way they do it. Like she like there's there's a moment like you know they have a moment where she's tending to him in the tub uh-huh. and yeah you know, he reaches out and like she recoils because like she's kind of you know she she's she suddenly becomes aware of what's happening. I don't think she's she not reco- I think she recoiled because she wanted to go change her clothes. I was, no, I, I was reading that. 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 I was Gets undressed and walks back in. But yeah, but, 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 but yeah, there's a moment of tension where like the, the penny drops for her. She she, she kind of has a moment where she's like, like, you know, like, do I actually want this? Is that where this is going? Right. And then again, fairly quickly, she decides, yes, it is. And Hells, she's kinda, yeah. She's yeah. kind of storms in there. Okay. Uh, and and again, and that scene is not. Uh, uh, and, and and then and then the, you know and then the scene ends. 
Like it, like it basically just establishes that that's where their relationship is now. Well, yeah, now, and just, now, and just now, later on, out, she goes and talks to her friend and gives all the raunchy details. Yeah, yeah. There, there is girl talk the day after, which right. was kind of amazing. Yes. Oh, also, the, the, degree, the degree in which her work friend rolls in all of this yes. is that that, yes. is, that is some superb win. Surprising. Win. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever had a work friend that I would be this ride or die for. Get some girl. Uh, <laughs> then again, I'm not in an unhappy marriage either. So. No, her marriage is unhappy. She talks a lot of I think she, I think she yeah. talks a lot of smack because that's what I've noticed that my <laughs> wife does that sometimes when she's with a friend. She'll talk smack to sort of like be one of the girls. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. And I'll be like I'll be like quiet, I'll be like, that's not even like a thing that I do. That doesn't even sound like I, th- I thought it seemed like actually he seemed okay. Well, seemed well, like well I also guy, believe, but... Dave, that that you know, if, if push comes to show, you would not sell out your wife's you know, fish loving friend. I don't know. I felt that, like he had, easily. he had his wife's best like to protect, to mine there. To protect I don't even my know wife. necessarily that that was. I think I might do that to protect wrong my thing wife. Yeah. Yeah. He raised a good point. Yeah. Perhaps I'm being, perhaps I'm letting my my, my perception of him be col- as a spouse be colored by the girl talk. Oh, the glowy bits of Fishman. Right. So, right. so going back to ET. Yes. Yes. So we. So um, <laughs> that is very ouch. ET. Why did I not say that earlier? Well, that's yeah. what I was talking about with ET. Yeah. yeah. It like he, he can touch you and make you your out. Yeah. So yeah. Way. So again, during 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 the the, the regrettable incident where uh, one of the one of her her neighbor's cats is eaten, poor enough for Pandora. Kind of a scuffle. You know, the neighbor is hurt, uh, and then but then again. When the tension is diffused, everybody's making friends again. He's, he is forgiven for eating the cat, and they kind of have a moment where I, I first thought of the, like it was like a telepathic mind meld, but but no, he was apparently just using his healing power, which understandably he was keep you know he was not going out of his way to reveal when he was a test subject. Right. Uh, his healing power also regrows her hair, which is pretty baller. Yeah, that would be useful. I feel like Amphibian Man could find his way in our society and support himself. He, 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 he would provide a useful service. He would not be a drain on our social... As a matter of fact, the, the artist does have the whole change of heart because he wanted to get rid of him as fast as possible. Then his hair starts growing back and he's right. like... Oh no, we can keep him around for a while. Yeah. Fair, just, he forgave him first. His motivations were not one hundred percent venal. He really <laughs> didn't react too badly for the cat eating. He seemed to be kind of like, well, this is what happens when you well, have and I, well, like, I see, well, a yeah. wild beast. I think you're see. underestimating the male desire to prevent male pattern balding. Yeah. It's it's real. <laughs> Letting a fish man stay in your apartment. Now this is like where if we were actually supported, we would have a commercial for, yes. for um, Rogaine or Rogaine something. Yeah. something inserted. Uh, I will also say, as a man that does not own any cats, you know, he had more than one cat. <laughs> yes, yes, he was not out of cats. Yes, he had, he had at least two more. Still, toxoplasmosis is a thing. You have the implausible bathroom scene where yeah. it, yes, oh yes. lord, yes, right. So, so again, so there's so as, as as we alluded to earlier because we've been jumping around like mad. As as as, as you know, the second half of the movie is where like the relationship aspect is really dwelled on, and so there's 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 a scene which is definitely a fantasy where she's like struggling to express herself to him at the kitchen table, and then has and the, the movie scene, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you know, the spotlight falls on her. She begins to she begins to speak. She gets up. She begins to sing, and then we transition fully into a fantasy. A uh, ballroom dancing scene. You know, do you I, think I she can speak underwater? I think maybe she can speak to him in that moment. Yeah. Well, what about underwater now? Because she's actually a fish person. Maybe it's, that's why she's mute. It's very possible. Yeah. Entirely possible. Yeah. Hmm. But 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 the early but there's an earlier scene where they they're getting a little frisky. And she she overflows her bathroom to the point where the water is almost up to the ceiling. And even though yes, the water is shown, it is know, leaking out a little bit. Yeah. But. That's not how rooms work. No. no. You cannot fill up a room with eight feet of water. You can't just stuff a towel under the door and get right. it to yeah. it water up in the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. So, they, so that was not presented as a fantasy sequence on the level of the ballroom, but privately speaking, it is. Maybe it's all unreliable narrative. It's part of the emotional texture of the movie. I think they just made a choice to play fast. So, again, this this movie is about a fish man that can heal you with his touch, and the bathroom is the part where, we're, where, where, where the broker suspension of disbelief. So. Well, it's also about Michael Shannon, who's literally rotting from the inside after... Having his fingers reattached. Yeah. There's something going on. The rod of the military industrial complex is personified in his hand, including like his wedding band hand. So, yeah, there's probably something there. Yeah. Well, again, like, again, you like, guys should run with it. I like to have at least one overwrought theory or <laughs> something. Like, I was thinking, have we, have we already is had Aim like, Eliza because Eliza Doolittle in My Fair Lady needs to be taught how to speak? And I was like trying to do something with that. Ah, you know, I didn't even. 
I, I didn't really get anywhere with that. I, I didn't even make the, the, the learn to speak part connection. And that's interesting. Yeah, that, that was all I came up with. That's Similarly, I was trying to figure out if like the choices of movies on the marquee were like pointing at anything, and I'm not really sure. I wish we all remembered what the book of Ruth was about. Yeah. I, or is she in Judges? Is Ruth, there's a book of Ruth. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know what yeah. I don't know the book of Ruth very well. So he does mention Samson. That's which, sure, which is which is times. in the book of Judges. Yeah, multiple times. The story of Samson is in Judges, so yeah, I haven't much and, to say about that. And his takeaway on that is essentially to be a righteous man, you need to destroy those around you, even if it destroys yourself. That's what Samson ends up yeah. doing, yeah, and it does involve hair growing back. Yeah. Which is another call to the ability that the, you know. But uh, kind of the last half of the movie is very much Michael yeah. Shannon's the, chance to go shoot some scenery. He yeah, follows Dimitri, yeah. he takes out his handlers, he. Traces the trail back to Zelda. Zelda's husband gives up Sally, and there's a lot of Boardwalk Empire in his character. Yes, yes as there is. is, but there's not there's Arnold Rothstein, and then there's also this guy who's playing the character he played, the like sexually twisted oh, FBI yeah, guy. FBI, you know, yeah, he's like the totally same right. character. Yeah. So, you know, we even said he showed up to like he was kind of like a central casting genius. All right, so time for best biggest surprise. If you guys have something, my biggest surprise was the relatively low level of graphic uh, fish intercourse depicted in the movie. I, I was led to believe that I should be ready for something that would upset me. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, as, as I mentioned earlier, like, this movie is both more and less uh, um, um, uh, graphic sexually than I expected. Because, yeah, because there's, yeah, the, the, the scenes involving the amphibian are are, are, are not at all, are, are much less There's graphic. a disturbing Michael Shannon scene. Yeah, yeah, much less graphic than, yeah, like, like the, you know, the, 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 you know, the scene with Michael Shannon. Uh, that's, that's my surprise, I think. The level just like with Spartacus, it's just the level. It just really wasn't as scandalous as I thought it was going to be. That's, so got, that's probably a good way to put it. Yeah, it's 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 not that scandalous a no. movie. At least at least in terms of Man on Fish. Like I think the Michael Shannon scene would raise eyebrows. Like, like let's say if I, I watch this movie with my kids, it'd be the Michael Shannon bit would be what. It'd be nothing about the fish interaction. I think you're right. There's a naked lady's butt, but you know. yeah, full frontal in the movie. True. Many well, times. Yeah, but I mean, there's you know body naked body parts, yeah, yeah. but they're not yeah. particularly. Although although all that said, the movie does practically open with um, yes. a scene that gives yes. us possibly yes. my all-time favorite uh, Amazon subtitle line, which yeah. I, I, yes. I, I won't repeat yes. because you don't want us to work too blue. Right, right. right. No, that's not really blue. It's a uh, we'll leave that as an little... Easter egg for you fans. Yes, but yeah, anybody who's seen the movie who, on, with subtitles on will know what we're talking about. When the egg timer goes off. Right. Yes, yes, the egg, yes, the egg, yes. All right, so does anybody else have a biggest surprise, or am I just barking up a dead tree with that one? I guess I was a little surprised that the movie is... The movie is again plot-wise, the movie is fairly straightforward, but there's a lot there's a lot of subtext and tone that I'm still kind of chewing on. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, it is it is it is both like like there's a there's a certain like ephemeral quality of the movie. I there's suppose. a podcast I listen to where the guys talk about films and they talk about how certain movies are um, rub the fur movies is what he calls them. Mm-hmm. They're movies that have a texture That's to them that you can just watch and you can kind of absorb the texture of the film. Mm-hmm. It's not really so much about the story or the characters, although right. this has interesting characters. It's yeah. not, but they're kind of copies of other things. There's nothing really new going on. There's like an as good as it gets relationship between like the neighbor and the girl, and then there's like Michael Shannon's playing the guy he is and something else, and you know there's a, a little bit of character, but mostly it's just kind of like I like the way the lab looks and the colors, big like the greens everywhere mm. and stuff like that. There's just kind of a a look to it that's kind of nice. So for a movie, so my biggest surprise, I guess, would be for a movie that takes such pains to ground itself in reality, mm. it has these weird leaps of fantasy. Um, There's a little magical realist tone to it. There is, yeah. yeah. The uh, the water, maybe the water maybe the scene fish. is like a magical realist thing. That would happen in a maybe the fish man is holding the water in there. Maybe that's what makes it makes that make sense. You could he, have that interpretation. He later sure. heals himself. Uh, and he's he's, he's clearly permeable. done that a few he's times. He's permeable in some way, right? Because he needs that salt. And yeah. Like, so maybe and, he's... and and the last words of Michael Shannon are, "You are a god." Mm-hmm. So you are a god, yeah. Right. He he kind of brings her back to life when they go in the water at the end. Right. So yeah. yeah so, well, right. so so yeah. So to, so to finish up our, our plot summary. So so I guess my biggest surprise yeah. is he's a magic fish man. I didn't know that. Not necessarily magic. No, he's he's magic. Okay. He heals himself. I mean that could right. be a perfectly natural biological layout. E. E.T.'s not supposed to be magic. Right? Regrows the well, man's hair. E.T. Everything E.T. does in that movie is canonically something that a Jedi can do. 
Now that we've seen Jedi heal that way... I think you just ruined E.T. for me somehow. Well, he lives in the Star Wars universe, right? He was, the, his species. The species I, I don't does. think we've even confirmed that E.T. had a seat on the Galactic Senate personally. No, not personally, but he lives in that universe. There are basically so. no limits to what a Jedi can do, so that doesn't matter. Fair enough, anything. fair enough. But I mean, they're all powers, the telepathy and all those things are things we've seen Jedi do. So. Eventually, in all the rest of the movies. That now I kind of want to see E.T. first choke somebody. I bet he could, right? Why couldn't he? He's just too nice for it. All right, so um, this is the time on Toasting the Classics when we decide, are we toasting this classic? What do you guys say? This is an actual vote. There's three people in the room. Okay, all right. So this is actual democracy. I would say yes. I, I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if this is a okay. It's not a democracy. We're voting yes. See you later. <laughs> this is the Joe's vote is yes. Joe's vote is yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. No, I don't know. If, I don't know this, yeah. I, I don't know if this is a best picture, but I did enjoy it. And okay. again, like I'm, I'm, it, it's holding my interest in that. Like I, I am kind of still turning this movie over in my mind. Like it, it is. But, it, it, but it, would it, you be if it wasn't the best picture? Would you still be thinking? Would this have made enough of an impression on you and made it? Is it? Is it something so thought-provoking in its own, or is it just you're trying to? I would say, and well, and again, as you said, like you know, normally you know, in in, in most episodes, not contaminated by me and Chris, you know, you you have a little time to chew on the. On I've the wondered things. whether because you guys watch Fast and the Furious together, mm-hmm. and that's why I was asking. I was like, what was the experience like, like watching it together? I was thinking. It's got a color what you come up with, right? There's two other people, their reactions. I definitely like when I go to the movies, one of the reasons I like to go to the movies is to vibe on what other people think of it. Oh, absolutely. You know, I love that. That's like that's like a lot of fun. And honestly with Fast and the Furious, the first one, most of what I was thinking was this is not as good as Point Break. Okay. So that really colored my. In defense of Fast and Furious, you're thinking that with every movie you watch. It's always compared. <laughs> That's to true. Point you know, Break, how do you so. beat the Swedes? Yeah. I, mean, I haven't even seen Point Break, and I was comparing it to Point Break during the <laughs> I, was, I was constantly wondering how much of Point Break is this biting? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, no, About I'll, 90%. The cops don't care at the end of Point Break. Yeah, so, yeah, so it's a good comparison. Yeah, so Fast and the Furious, I watched specifically to do this podcast. And mm-hmm. I made sure to have backup with me to make sure I enjoyed the experience. And while I, and while I, and while I would say I did, I, I enjoyed the experience. That was the Corona, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, like, I feel like Fast and the Furious is a movie that I needed, I needed outside context to really have a good time with. Yes. Whereas, 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 whereas well, I was, I was, I kept thinking to myself, I need to watch Fast and the Furious, and I'd be like, I don't want to do that right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have been a lot more fun to just be like, hey, let's guys, let's go watch Fast and the don't Furious. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this one, and again, I, I and again, I am, I am a, I, I, I've enjoyed more or, or, uh, Del Toro movies than not. Possibly yes. so the fact I was able to rattle off a bunch of them at but the top usually of the tonally. It's usually the images I remember and right. it's the tone of them and stuff like that. And, and it is the tone of this movie that the, the, the like that the, the, the I me chewing over. Now whether now whether or not this is because I'm still kind of like in the honeymoon phase of this movie and that I just saw it and so I'm still kind of putting together my opinion on it. And like a warm glow afterwards. More like I haven't the egg, time, the egg timer just went off. And you're still you're still vibing on the film. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I I still haven't I, I haven't entirely made up my mind in this movie. I know I enjoy. I know I enjoyed watching it, but I'm not but sure. But you're, you're toasting of, this classic. Yeah, uh, it All is. Right. It is thought provoking enough for me to toast. Okay, Chris, Perfect. are you toasting this classic? Well, thank you, because my big big thing. I didn't want to be the deciding vote at the end because that was a lot of pressure. I could be the deciding. You can be if you want to be. You don't want. No, to. you're okay with this. I'm okay. okay. Right. I mean, Joe just jumped in. Otherwise, I would have asked him. What he just. <laughs> Yeah, this whole thing. Like, really, I was like, I'm going to do this in reverse order the last time, right? Because no, look, I got to keep this thing going. Yes, no, that's fine. (laughs) That's fine. I'm leaning towards yes, honestly. I, I think it was a good movie. Well, then you are the deciding. I know, I know. I painted myself as spoilers. (laughs) Spoiler. (laughs) Well, it's your pocket. You can decide. You're worth two votes. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, Theoretically, yeah. Christian is the man. He has the vote. I think it was a good movie. It kept me entertained the whole way through. It kept me guessing. Uh, I think there's more there if I went back and watched it again, and I kind of want to do that at some point, honestly. Okay. So to me, if you want to watch it again, that's probably a vote yes. Yeah, I, I'm. I was leaning yes. I think my final vote comes down as yes. Um, I would vote. I, it's a strange best picture. I don't know yes. where that's coming from. I think probably I'm leaning towards it being a little too derivative to be a classic for me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know why I would point somebody to this film as an example of films and be like, you have to watch. If you watch a hundred movies, this has got to be one of them. Hmm. I just I'm not there. I, it's no, not in the hall no, of fame. No. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I yeah. enjoyed it. It was good. It's well done. 
Um, I'm not like up in arms that it won Best Picture. So I guess it's quality you're quality film. So I guess you're dividing whether it's quality from whether it's a classic. Yes. Okay. Yes. I I I when I say classic for me, it's a canon. It's mm. like it's like something somebody should watch. I'd give it to a friend. Like we did Blazing Saddles, and I voted against Blazing Saddles. Because I was like, this is not the Mel Brooks picture I would give to people. What, 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 what Young Frankenstein be? would be like my favorite. Interesting. I don't I do like really love <laughs> Spaceballs. A lot of people like that one. That's not my favorite either. Um, yeah, it's generation, generational too. Like, yeah, a lot of people certainly. younger than us would say Men in Tights is the, is the classic. See, now that movie. seems just insane to me. I know. But yes, I yeah, think I you're know. right. I have yeah, heard I people talk about that movie. Yeah. But, well, anyway, so we're I think we're going for it. Just by, the, just for by it. the rule of the mob... I'm I'm outvoted. <laughs> the power. Yes, the yes. power is to the people in this case, and we are toasting this classic. So if you guys get your glass, we'll make a nice loud noise. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. I'm yeah. surprised nobody broke their glass on that. That was like a Viking, <laughs> like a Viking toast. Oh. All right, so this is toasting the classics. I think we're out for the week. See you guys next week. Say goodbye, Joe and Chris. Goodbye, goodbye Joe and Chris. Well done. That's it for episode 39 of Toasting the Classics. For those playing along at home, get some champagne, bitters, and sugar to make a champagne cocktail for our discussion of the 1943 film Casablanca. If you'd like to get in touch, please send us an email at toastingtheclassics at gmail.com. Send us show ideas, comments, complaints, and your feelings about interspecies romance. Check out my blog at theattractivenuisance.com and follow us on Twitter at atractivenuisance. Our music was written by Michelle MacArthur. See you next time on Toasting the Classics. Mm-hmm.